It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is the Locked On Auburn Podcast, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. Zach Blackerby, Michael Pappas of ESPN 1067. What's up, bud? Nothing much, man. Excited to be here. Yes, happy Friday. And we got him to come back. <laughs> National champion Trevon Reed hanging out with us in Palatial Studio A. How's it going, man? I'm great, my man. How you doing this morning? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. So I'm sitting in the stands last week with some of my friends watching the Auburn Tulane game. And the first quarter ended, and uh, I sent you a text shortly after this happened. But uh, yeah, he, he looked at me. He's like, "Dude, Trevon called it. He said that they were going to play him tough, and uh, they did. Facts. They did. How do you think this team responded as far as the the slow start on offense? I mean, defense was lights out throughout the whole game. Shut them out in the second half. But just kind of your general takeaways from uh, from Auburn Tulane. Um, it's Auburn. I I know like. At the beginning of the season, first two games is always slow. We're figuring it out. Got guys in new positions, new quarterbacks, you know, basically a new OC in Malzahn. So I think this game right here, they're going to click, though. Yeah. This their game, they're going to click. When you prepare for a game like this, like Kent State, or even Tulane, but more so Kent State, just, just, I, I don't think I don't think this team's anywhere close to being as good as what Tulane was. Right. When you're preparing for this game – I mean, what's the proper mindset to have? What's the locker room look like? Are, are they genuinely concerned about Kent State? Or are they looking more towards going to the college station next week and taking on Texas A&M? Uh, they concerned about Kent State. It's not that they really... But you guys know, like, going into a game like this, that, you know, all right, we're about to boat race these guys. Facts, but you also got to find your identity. Okay. Uh, we got to know if we're a running team, passing team, because right now we're in the middle, you know? Mm-hmm. And... The good teams know who they are. Like Bama know, all right, we're going to run the ball down your throat, but we also can throw the ball too. You okay. know, they got our identity. We got to find our identity, and I think this is the game to do it. To We're about to start SEC play, so we need, to, we need to find it ASAP. So, I mean, Auburn should be able to run the, the ball on this team. I mean, just as far as the, the level of talent, the size difference, I mean, just the, the competition that both teams are used to facing are, are nowhere near even. So... If Auburn goes out there and says, okay, you know, their offensive line gets the, the confidence to run the football, mm-hmm. and then they go up against a, a stout front seven at Texas A&M next week, and it's like, oh, Auburn can't run the football again. Right. So how does finding that identity translate from a team like Kent State to the following week like A&M? Um, is it a mental thing? What we got to do is we got to, as a whole, as an offense, we got to um, – like I say, first find our identity, but we got to hit the deep balls. We yeah. got to hit some of those deep passes because now people going to start stacking the box on us, and that's exactly what Kent State going to come in and do. They're going to come in and play, man, we don't have set. You know, they feel like, okay, we can man up with these guys. So we're going to mm-hmm. stack the box, stop the run, and make them throw the ball. And once Bo get comfortable enough t- to scare people with his arm, it's going to be hard to beat us. But if if – if he if he don't make them if he don't if he don't win the game with his arm some of these games it's gonna be hard for us to win because they're gonna stack the box they're gonna put eight in the box and we only got seven to block and his receivers not really being able to stay healthy doesn't help him facts mm-hmm. facts and they gotta they gotta be the receivers gotta be more consistent mm-hmm. um, 
they got to catch the ball like Eli. That's he. He's one of my guys. He's he. Eli Stove. He, Eli, one of my guys. He's like a little brother to me. Will all those guys, and they just got to help him. You know, um, he a freshman. He gonna make freshman mistakes. He gonna he gonna yeah. miss throws sometimes. Sometimes the receiver got to make the quarterback right. Right. Even if you making a one hand Odell Beckham catch. Sure. And. <laughs> That's no what pressure. we got to do. Yeah, <laughs> no, no pressure at all. No right? pressure at all. That's. I mean, nowadays, like, you have guys go, when they're doing their workouts, they're doing all one-hand catches. You know, like, use that. Do mm-hmm. that in the game, you know. And you never know what they'll do for your quarterback. Yeah. Like, I feel like whichever receiver right now is step up, he going to be Bo's go-to guy. Because right now, Bo is on a – he climbing. Yeah. So yeah. once he find his guy, you're gonna be his guy. So if I was a receiver, I'd be out there trying to be his guy. Sure. Because when when the bullets fly, he gonna look first place. He gonna look is for you. I want to give some love to our friends at Vivid Seats. Do it. We've talked about them throughout the week this week, but Vivid Seats, they make going to games easy as possible. I absolutely love it. You can make a memory that lasts a lifetime. Go with your family. Uh, if you're a dad, listen, take your kids and let the Vivid Seats app help you get to your favorite live event. Go see your Auburn Tigers. Go see the homecoming game this weekend as the Tigers host Kent State. Enter promo code KICKOFF at checkout to receive a discount of up to $100. I did this. I used the promo code KICKOFF uh, to save money on the Ohio State-Michigan State tickets that uh, Lee and I are going to do, are going to use uh, when we go up to Columbus instead of uh, going down to Gainesville. Leah? Leah's my wife. Okay. Sorry. We're married. But yeah, and we have a happy marriage solely because of Vivid Seats. I mean, I'm not married, nor do I have a girlfriend, but if I did, I would assume that she would be happy about me saving money. Yeah. Therefore... I think my hypothetical wife would love Vivid Seats. Yeah, so enter promo code KICKOFF at checkout to receive a discount of up to $100. And go ahead and do that for any Auburn games you want to go to this season. You got Georgia and Alabama at home, people. Go do it. So once again, KICKOFF at checkout to receive a discount of up to $100. Right now on Vivid Seats, the cheapest tickets to the Auburn game. Auburn-Kent State? This weekend against Kent State are $6. So that is a deal. Get on vivid seats, get in the upper bowl, cheer on the Tigers. Promo code kickoff at checkout. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. You mentioned you're close to, to Eli. What are parts of his games that, that stand out to you? What do you think the strength of Eli Stove's game is? He's just a ball player, man. Like, you know, you got some guys who's just receiving, some guys who's just running back. He he's he's different. He's a ball player. He reminds mm-hmm. me of a guy who we didn't use much, Jason Smith. Yeah. Jason Smith was a was a ball player that should have been used. We should have put him at quarterback, to be mm-hmm. honest. But 
Eli like he was, that he was a guy that opportunity. I mean he was a big fan favorite I mean on message boards and you know on our calling shows that we do on ESPN 106.7 people wanted to see so much more of him just because he was so athletic I, I've forgotten about Jason Smith yeah Jason Smith was one of the most athletic guys on yeah. the team at the moment I feel like he should have he should have been used somewhere even if they moved him when they moved him to corner right he should have got on the field he was he was a he was a stud like but Eli is is him with an opportunity, and he's taking advantage of it. Yeah. Does Eli have a nickname? Uh, he called himself Kitchen Appliance. I'm like, what? He calls himself that? Kitchen Appliance. That's his Instagram name. That's his Instagram name. Because <laughs> his last name is Stove, I get it. <laughs> but, yeah, that's my, that's my guy, though. You his know. Instagram handle is Kitchen Appliance? Kitchen Appliance. <laughs> I love that. We love nicknames. Who had the best nickname on the team when uh, when you were playing? Because yours was just T Reed, right? Yeah, mine was just T Reed. We yeah. had um, Chris Davis. We call him Bebe. That's the name his mom gave him. Um, Bebe? Mm-hmm. Okay. We had um, we had Reese. My guy Reese, the receiver. He uh, we call him Pooty Pooty. <laughs> <laughs> We had Pootie Pootie. Okay. We had um, Trevante Stallworth. He was uh, yeah. He was one of the smallest receivers, so we call him Trevante Smallworth. He ain't <laughs> like that. I'm sure. <laughs> I mean, we had we had a few names. Yeah. A few names that's inappropriate to say. So uh, I understand. <laughs> Appreciate that. Appreciate that. All right, so looking ahead to Texas A&M, I mean, did, had this past week, what percentage? Of prep this week, if you had to guess, has been to Kent State, and what percent had been to Texas A&M? I think it's 60-40. 60-40 leaning towards A&M. Really? I think you you start preparing for SEC play. You don't look past these guys. You you get your game plan, and you get your foundation. But we shouldn't have to use much if we come out there and play Auburn football. Now, the problem comes is if Kent State come out there and smack us in the mouth. Mm-hmm. Then you forced to take all your mind off AM and win this game because if you lose this game, the AM game no matter. I want to give a shout out to our friends at Fetch Me. They are run by an alum of Auburn and have the greatest variety of restaurants to order and get your meal delivered in Auburn and Opelika. If you are looking to have your family meal delivered in less than 40 minutes, you need to go to Fetch Me. Fetch Me has a great selection of anything you want, including meals from your favorite restaurants, groceries, and coffee. I have to say Fetch Me also has the friendliest and fastest service in town. Fetch Me does that because their mission to change the delivery experience by ensuring each order is delicious, accurate, timely, and most of all, you have a great experience. Fetch Me is the best in the business. Go check out Fetch Me at FetchMeDelivery.com and use promo code FetchMe20 to get your first delivery free. That's FetchMe20 for your first delivery free. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Just as far as this game goes, um, 
what in your mind is a like successful outing for the Auburn team? I mean, every obviously they should win the game, but is it like you know starters being pulled after the first quarter? Is it you know up by four touchdowns at halftime? Like, what is a successful performance from Auburn look like to you? Um, I don't I don't like the starters getting pulled in the first quarter. Little thing. Um, reason why is because at the end of the day. When the draft come around and my receiver got 26 catches for 13 touchdowns, but he he only played the first half of every game when he could have had 56 touchdowns, now you draft him fourth round when he should have been the first round. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And it hurt the guys. It's the smart thing to do, but it hurt the guys too, you know, unless you go to Alabama. That's the only way I don't hurt you. But so, as far as giving guys reps and, and all that, because I mean, the, the way the coaches see it, they want to keep their guys or starters for that year healthy and give and give guys future guys kind of game time reps. Mm-hmm. Where is the responsibility, as far as in your mind, as far as getting the coaches getting their guys drafted higher and getting their guys drafted at all versus preparing their program for when those guys are going to be gone? Uh, I don't think you prepare you you prepare um, f- when they uh, for when they leave once you got everything established. Okay, like once you find your identity. Okay, we come out here, we play Kent uh, Kent State. The starters are staying in the game until we find a rhythm. Mm-hmm. We haven't found a rhythm in two games, but we was able to win those two games. How? But we did. Sure. We find a rhythm. Once those guys find, once I see that Bo and Cam Martin and Booby Whitlow has found a rhythm where they look comfortable, okay, then I can pull y'all out. Now y'all ready to play some football. What about the defense? Do they come out and play like they have all oh, year? Do you, you think it's okay to pull them before you pull the offense? <laughs> yeah, I, me personally. He's like, defense I, doesn't even need to play. <laughs> yeah, yeah, defense, defense is going to be the defense. Them boys, they come to play. Offense coming to play too, it just – Teams adjust, man. Like this, fo- it's football. Like it's easy, it's easy to scheme up, Coach Malzahn. But it's also easy for him to scheme you up. Mm-hmm. Once he find out what you're doing, you're in trouble. Right. You know. But at the beginning, it's gonna be rough and tough because you stacking the box. Like you sending nine, and we we got two receivers, and you sending nine. Like it's it's even. Like one linebacker shoot the gap, and the play over. Yeah. You playing defensive back, if you see, okay, there's going to be eight or nine guys in the box, what does that mean to you? They coming at me. Yeah. They throwing at me. So I'm prepared for the fade ball. I'm prepared because they're not going to throw nothing short. Why throw something short if they ain't got no safety? Over you typically top? play off then in that case? No, I'm, play, I'm pressing. I'm okay. pressing, but I'm I'm scooting out. You know, uh, I'm not going to hard press. I'm not going to try to jump jam because if I miss, it's touchdown. Right. Fight song. So I, I'll play with them a little bit, jump up. Make him jump back. Only thing I need to do is get that time, and that's gonna knock off his time with the quarterback. Yeah, I'll get my time, uh, blitz time to get home. But anytime, anytime a quarterback look at me, I think he coming at me. He yeah. can be doing his checks and reads. When I when he when we make eye contact, I'm like he coming at me. So I'm I'm already ready. Who's the best receiver you ever guarded? Tyree Hill. Okay. Easy. Just because he's fast, or can he move well? Fast. Oh, uh, the the most elusive like 
shake. I don't, I don't know. But what you, what you, what you, what you're shaking in studio too. I think he, it's important to. <laughs> he, uh, I think it's, it's Keenan Allen. Easy. Really. Keenan Allen was one of the hardest to guard, but Tyreek was just so fast. You know, I kept up with him. We had we had a solid game. He had like two catches for like twenty yards on me. Tyreek did. Mm-hmm. But they tried me deep so many times, and I, I guess they thought I was slow. Yeah. But, but now nah, he's he's definitely he definitely he gave me a. Who's the hardest player to tackle? Marshawn Lynch at practice. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't want to do that. Yeah, yeah that sounds was... like a bad time. But I mean, <laughs> I remember, man. Well, it was early on in your career too, so you probably had to do it to to kind of prove yourself, right? Yeah. Uh, crazy story. Yes. Love this. Buckle up. <sighs> we about to play. Carolina in the playoffs, 2017, I think. We about to play Carolina in the playoffs, man. Marshawn was out with an injury, a growing injury. So he hadn't played in like six games. So this was going to be his first game back. So Coach Carroll was like, man, we got to get Marshawn, you know, some contact. But we're going to do it after practice. We need three guys to do it in my head. I'm like, man, he better not call me to come tackle Marshawn. <laughs> and this dude mad. He mad right now. Like, he he been mad because he wanted to play the week before, but they didn't let him. Yeah. So he stormed out the locker room and like, next week at practice, I'm giving y'all hell on defense. Him and Sherm going back and forth. So it's a little big argument. And then that's friendly, but it's an argument. So that next – so Pete say that. So me, I tried to run off to the locker room. He was like, Javon, come back. I'm like, oh, No. I go back. He like, man, I need you to tackle Marshawn. I'm like, what? He like, I need you to tackle Marshawn and get him ready for the game. Listen, this man started 20 yards back. <laughs> <laughs> I come from 20 yards. We meet. He run me smooth over. Oh, man. Right now, when he, when he run me over, I go to hit him with all I got. I hit him. He run me over. I like, I shake it off. And Pete was like, nah, 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 you done, you done, you done. I'm like, nah, I got to get him back. He was like, listen, you done. You don't want to <laughs> <laughs> You don't want to make this guy even madder. He already mad. So he put one hour D lineman up there, Justin Hamilton. Now, Justin Hamilton, about three, 300. He's a big boy, yeah. Marshawn did him exactly what he did me, ran him smooth over. He was like, no, 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 you done too, Marshawn, you ready. It was it was one of the funniest things because <laughs> me and Juice, his name Juice, just named, we was laughing when we was in the locker room, but we was like, man, Coach just really put us on a debt mission. <laughs> Marshawn really mad. He really going to run this ball when he get in the game. And, man, that was one of my, one of my stories. I, that guy is hard to tackle. Whenever you walk past Marshawn in the locker room, I, I just kind of pictured – his locker is being filled with Skittles. Is that true? Facts. Is it really? Yes. Filled with Skittles and all type of stuff from Oakland. Does he growl at people? I feel like he's someone who you would walk by him and he would just be like, oh. The crazy part is he's one of the quietest guys on the team. He don't talk much. He about his business. I know he didn't like to talk to media, you know, and the I'm just here so I don't get fined thing. And mm-hmm. there was a couple where he would just say yes every time and, and, and all that, but – I kind of assumed that in the locker room he'd be a fun guy to be around. He definitely, he definitely a fun guy. Like yeah, guys, you see guys in the media all the time. Like people say, "Oh, they're a locker room cancer." Man, all his teammates love him. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. But we let the media sometimes 
create a story and run with it because nobody really want to hear the truth when I, when there's a lie out there that could be more interesting, you know. Um, Marshawn is one of those guys, man. Like, you look at the guy, you see he thuggish. That's how he carries himself. He's from Oakland. You know, he thuggish. He carries himself like that. So you would think, oh, man, Marshawn not a good locker room guy. First of all, this guy would not let his teammates pay for nothing. I, it don't matter how old are you, he won't let his teammates pay for nothing. And he have saved all his money since he's been in the NFL. He played over, what, 10 years? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He saved every single dollar. He only money he spent is endorsement money. Yeah, I feel like we saw what a good, uh, what a, like a loyal guy he is when I want to say it was the Raiders were playing the Chiefs. And, and his, his cousin was out there. Yeah, Marcus Peters Marcus was Peter. on the Chiefs, and he got into it with the Raiders, and he went and had Marcus Peters he back because Marcus Peters is from Oakland yeah. <laughs> against his own teammates. Facts. <laughs> Facts. He went He went fight his own teammates for his little cousin. And yeah, that's, that's cool, though. That's, 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 that's him. Like, that's him on and off the field. And you you told the, the story about Pete Carroll earlier, and anyone who, who knows – really anything about Pete Carroll knows what a like high-energy guy he is. Mm-hmm. Seems like a completely different coach to play for than Coach Malzahn was. What was that Way like, different. that difference, going from Malzahn, who seems to be a more uh, more low-key, serious guy, switching to Pete Carroll, who's uh, much more of a uh, high-energy? Uh, high uh, Pete, man, I'm going to start with Pete. Pete is one of the best coaches I've ever had. And I say that because he know how to make his players happy with working the crap out of them. Like he, we come to work every day, but he make work so much, he he make it so fun, it don't even feel like work. It be done so fast. And you like, dang, practice over already? You know, he don't, he don't waste time going over BS. We go over strictly stuff we're gonna do in the game, game situations, he stopped practice. He call out a receiver. He call out a DB, one-on-one, whoever lose. Some, you got to do something, you know, and he make it interesting. Like, he get the whole team involved. You're not going to just be standing on the side playing with grass. He going to have you out there having fun. He got the music going. He let the, the players make the playlist, so it's going to be <laughs> all the songs that we like to listen mm-hmm. to. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so much fun, man. We shoot basketball in team meetings. It, it was, man, it was one how, of the best experiences for me. How did Malzahn run practice? Strict. Yeah. He uh, he bought his business. He strictly football, like a college coach supposed to. You know? Okay. Y'all have fun all day. When it's time for football, it's time for football. Sure. And he, that's how he handled That's how he handled business. He never changed since 2010, since I met him. Yeah. And he probably haven't changed to this day. Talking, uh, talking about the locker room stories, you know, your time in Seattle, kind of, having a similar conversation about your locker room experiences at Auburn. I mean, what was that culture like? Do you have any fun stories of with, with, with some of those guys that you're able to share? I know, I know some things, you know, are, are meant to stay there in between people, but are, are there any, uh, any cool stories, you know, maybe on that, that 2010 run um, that, uh, that you wouldn't mind sharing? The 2010 run was fun. They do have a lot of stories that I can't share. Yeah, I'm sure there's countless, right? Yeah, but uh, the 2010 run, man, it's not even no story. It was more so guys really believing that we can win the championship. Yeah. 
Like, the funny part is that we really believed that we could win the championship. And when did that belief set in? It was uh, the whole team. St- I started believing it when Cam looked me in my eyes during the recruiting trip and was like, man, if you come and you come, he was talking to me, my, it was me, Micah Dyer, Lake Seastrup, Marcus Lattimore. He said, if y'all come here, we're going to win the championship because I'm going to carry us. And we looking like, man, you want to sit down? Like, Cam went two out of four on that recruiting trip <laughs> yeah. and still won a championship. <laughs> we're like, man, you want to sit down? Because at the time, now Cam, was, it was more Mississippi State than Auburn. Mm-hmm. He, was more, he was more leaning toward Mississippi State than Auburn. A lot of drama with that. Right. Yeah, a lot of drama. But he was like, um, man, look, if we all come here, we could win. We all we need. We like, man, it's one receiver. He was like, I got Darwin. And now mine at the time, I know of Darwin, but I don't know Darwin. You know, I'm a Louisiana guy. I yeah. only know Brandon LaFell and those guys, you know. So, man, I go see Darwin after. Man, Darwin, 6'2", skinny, you know. But he got that attitude about him. He can move know. his body too, yeah, though, as far got, as positioning himself to get the catch and all. I mean, he was the best at that. He got that. He got that attitude about him. He like, man, I'm one of the best in the SEC. You know, he was, and he he meant that, and he said that before the 2010 season. You know, he was like, man, I'm one of the best in the SEC. Blase, blase. So I'm kicking it with Darwin now during my recruiting trip. So he was like, man, look, man, you come here, you play opposite of me, we're gonna eat. All right, you know, I heard that before. You know, Russ <laughs> Shepard said the same thing at LSU. So, yeah. whoop do. So, you believed then. You believed then that you guys had a chance. Cam made me believe. So, when I, this was my, when I went to the All American game, right? When I went to the All American game, Pete Carroll had just left USC okay. to go. He did it like the day of the Army game to go to uh, Seattle. So, you had. The number one receiver in the country, Kyle Prater, Robert Woods. Right. All those guys was, you know, they was hurt because Pete left. I'm like, man, look, come to Auburn. We, we going to win the championship. <laughs> they like, why you figure y'all? I mean, I'm like, man, we got this big 6'6 quarterback. We got this Cam, Cam Newton, Newton guy. They like, man, who who is Cam Newton? <laughs> like, like, to this day, I could FaceTime my bro Cassius Marsh right now. He uh he start DN for the – um. He's on the Pats. No, nah, they they trading. He oh, uh, just kidding. Oh, he on that's the, awkward. Um, he was a 49er. I know that. Yeah, and now he on the uh, Cardinals. Okay, I sold him. I'm like, bro, he was going to UCLA at the time. I'm like, bro, we gonna win the championship. He like, bro, that's Auburn. They haven't been good in years. Y'all not gonna win. I'm like, bro, hit me out. We got this six six quarterback. <laughs> he like, man, whatever. To this day, he always say, man, you told me y'all was gonna win it. The only reason why I believe is because my quarterback told me. And during that camp, Cam played okay, but Clint Mosley stood out. So they asked us. We had a vote, and it was like, who y'all want to be the starting quarterback? We were like, Clint Mosley. And all the receivers said Clint Mosley. And Chiz walked in there and was like, ha, ha, y'all votes was cute. Cam the quarterback. End of story. Really? Uh, y'all's votes are cute. <laughs> I could totally see Coach Chizik doing that. Yeah, y'all votes was cute. Cam and starting. Why do you think he asked y'all that? He if didn't ask us. Gus asked us. Oh. Why do you think Gus asked you? Because Clint outplayed Cam. Easily. It was, it was night and day. 
He outplayed him. What's the benefit of asking you guys that, though, if if Chizik had already made the decision? Do you? I don't know. I don't know. Because Gus probably wanted mostly. <laughs> yeah. Because like, you know Cam, a high-energy guy. Yeah. Gus don't like that. You think if it was up to Gus, he would have started Clint that year? Yes. Really? Yes. How about that? Yes, easily. And But I guess Gus was like, man, you know what? I'm just going to have to deal with this guy. Because Cam running around practice screaming. You know, Gus... That's a straightforward guy, man. Let's get the work well, done Jiz- and we Jizik get out of here. Too. Exactly. Yeah. Cam running around screaming, ah, I'm here, da, 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 da. But he got Coach Troop and the rest of the coaches screaming with him because they understand him. They understand right. that's what he do. So once Coach Gus seen other coaches buying into Cam, loud mouth and talking to the defense before he snapped the ball and, you know, things like that, he was like, you know what? I'm going to deal with this guy. And he dealt with him, and boom. Who was the unsung hero of that team, of both 2010 and 2013, in your mind? Man, you were almost a two-time national champion. Right, man. God, that would have completely changed the intro. Man. <laughs> um, I think you could argue it would have made it twice as good. Uh, facts. I like that. <laughs> I like that. Uh, 2010, the most slept-on person. It had to be... T-Zach, man. I almost said that. I almost said T-Zach. T-Zach played some good ball. Like, T-Zach went against first-round corners. And he was, was so playing. fast. And he was big. Yeah. Like, like the focus was on Darwin. Mm-hmm. But Darwin was going to do Darwin stuff anyways. Just right. throw it to him. T-Zach had the opposite side, the two position. And he, he, he played some good football. Yeah. I was going to guess you were either going to say him or Zimba. At, at left tackle. Oh, see, Zimba was Zimba was Zimba. Zimba was the All American. Yeah, know? he was a sung hero. Yeah, you're, like you're, you're we knew right. we knew Zimba was going to do Zimba. But things. I think a lot of Auburn fans have already forgotten about some of these guys, though. And yeah. you know, they, they were key parts of of that team. We they they have, but if you're in the building, you'll never forget those guys. You'll never forget the sacrifices Cody Burns made. You'll never forget the sacrifice Emory Blake made. You know, uh, Zach Etter is going back out there with a broke neck. You'll never forget those guys. That dude's tough as nails. Yeah, wow. you'll never forget Mike Blunt, um, all those guys on the D-line, along with Nick Fairley, uh, a young D Ford. Right. Uh, Antoine Carter. One of those guys got drafted. Zach Clayton? He got, Zach Clayton. He got drafted by the Tennessee. Titans, yeah. Yeah, you'll never forget those guys. He was a he was a guy who did his job. He ain't won all the... Right. All the stuff that come with it. He just right. wanted to do his job. What, okay. what about the 2013 team? Nick Marshall. Come on, give me somebody else. He's just, I mean, he's he, the most sung hero. <laughs> be, nah, because you got to think about it. Before Nick, before we got Nick Marshall, we was 3-9. and nine. Nobody expected Nick Marshall to come in there and take us to the championship. All right. G- g- give us another one other than Nick. Give us another one other than Nick. Last week, you, you, know, you, you told some of the Nick Marshall stories, and they're all fascinating. If you hadn't heard it, go back and uh, uh, I believe it's the September 6th episode was, was that one. But Oh, Marcus Davis. Okay. Okay. Marcus Davis. He uh, interned here. Uh, yeah, he, he – now, nah, he more than an intern now. He's uh, – he's oh, no, I'm direct. just saying I'm just saying he hung out at the radio station. For oh, for real? Yeah. Oh, that's big time. Uh, Marcus Davis, He gets man. it, man. That, that Texas A&M game, he won us the game. Oh, yeah, 100%. His freshman, his freshman year. That catch on the sideline? That was big. Yeah. And he, he, he did that. Um, he made plays throughout the season. He was, he was one of the most slept-on freshmen in the country. I think he should have been a freshman All-American. 
All right, my last question for you. Earlier today, Josh Jacobs, the running back from Alabama of the Oakland Raiders, went on the Dan Patrick show and said that Nick Saban loved to make D's nuts jokes. (laughs) (laughs) I have to imagine that Gus Malzahn has some sort of a sense of humor. Can you give us a little bit of an insight into... His sense of humor. Malzahn, I have I've been knowing this guy for what? Almost a decade, right? Almost a decade. I haven't heard him crack one joke. Never. I, I've Never. heard does I, he laugh? Every now and then. Once a week. I've heard Jeff Whitaker come on and he, he talked about they'd be watching film and he would like be rewinding and like doing the same thing like three seconds over and over again. Mm-hmm. And everyone's kind of looking around like it, it like wasn't a relevant part of the play or something like that. I'm right. Like, what? Why are we watching this over and over again, Coach? And then like he'd like put the laser pointer on him on the sideline, doing like a boom, like punching his his fist in the air. He's like, "That's good technique right there." And that's his joke. <laughs> like that's his joke. <laughs> that's his joke. And he 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 think that's so funny. He would be the only one laughing. But as a team, you got to fake laugh with him. You know, like, make, <laughs> his, make his joke yeah, funny. Coach. You got to be ha ha good one, Coach. Last night, like, last night at uh, on on Tiger Talk. He mentioned that he was both a uh, ranch and a blue cheese guy for his uh, for his wings. What are your thoughts on that? Hold on, say that again. He liked ranch and blue cheese for his wings. Who Gus? Gus. As Gus, I don't put uh, past. Yeah, that's like the most Gus thing I've ever heard. You feel like that's some weird stuff. That's what that's what <laughs> that's he do. Some weird stuff. <laughs> I don't know how you do both of them, but hey, that's Gus. That's what he do. Hey, we're we're going long here. Uh, just a few more minutes, Trevon. I, I appreciate your time. But Uh-oh. so um. As we're recording this, a lot of the, the Auburn beat writers are at the trustees meeting for Auburn University. And one of the things being discussed is the proposal for the football only facility. It looks like it's gone very well, just kind of looking at some of the tweets that are happening. It's just kind of now a, a wait and see what they say. But how important is Auburn getting a football only facility for, for recruiting purposes, for team operation purposes, for you know, being players? I mean, it, I mean is, is it worth getting? It's definitely worth getting because uh, all the other schools got it. And at the end of the day, you competing with those guys when it comes to recruiting. Like, guys not going there because of coaches no more. They going there because they see they the locker room they're getting. Like, the LSU locker room. That's that's amazing. Like you It's incredible. Be, you got a bed in your locker room. <laughs> would you ever take a nap in the locker room? Like, yes. <laughs> like, I think a, you'd have guys that sleep there all the time. Yeah, yeah, like, it's a brand new locker room. You don't have to worry about rats and roaches and Oh. Yeah, but you got to worry about like sleeping in a public place with a bunch of guys who would love to like just like do nah. something to you while you sleep. Nah, it's it's more so they do that to guys who they like. Yeah, like freshmen, you know, they'll mess with the freshmen. But if you got if you're a guy respected on the team, you could go to na- take a nap and nobody will even touch you. You know, really? if anything they'll protect you like, "Hey, don't mess with him, bro. Let that man sleep." Especially if you're one of those guys who the leader on the team, and you need all your energy for practice. They they gonna let you. Okay. They gonna let you sleep. But we we gotta get that football only facility. It's only right. It's it, it's only fair to Coach Russell, the strength coach. It's only fair to to Coach Gus because yeah. Gus is putting some of his own money towards yeah, it. It's mm-hmm. less it's less traffic. It's less traffic. Like football players could strictly be football. Yeah. You don't have to worry about. No accusing of you know of right. anything you know and you know 
if something come up missing, a football player did it. Right. Yeah. Like, it's, it's that simple. One of your own teammates did it. It ain't no, oh, I left my stuff in study hall and a track girl stole. No, we're not blaming them girls. We're not. We're not doing a blame game. If yeah, it's all internal missing, at that point. Yeah. If some come on missing, one of your teammates got it. Trevon, uh, thank you so much for spending the last 30 or so minutes with us. Where can people hear your show? Yeah. It sounds like it's been a hit. And uh, <laughs> also, you know, where can people find you on uh, all the social media stuff? Uh, at Trevon Reed, T-R-O-V-O-N-R-E-E-D on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Uh, I'll be at the what do you state. put on your YouTube page? Uh, I got a few things on there. I got the show on there. Uh, that's where I upload the show at. Uh, okay. And if anybody wants to uh, play me in Madden, you know, I'm always ready for it. What uh, what console do you use? PS4. Dude, you oh, should join our franchise. Yeah. I'm with it. We're in a second year in our franchise. Send me send me the invite. Dude, sweet. I just send got me. really fired yeah, up. Yeah, me too. <laughs> send me the invite. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much, man. Appreciate yes, it. Thank y'all. You can follow Michael Pappas on Twitter at CouchPapTato. Follow me on Twitter at ZBlackerby. Follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnAuburn. This has been another edition of the Locked On Auburn podcast. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to locked on college basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait, find locked on college basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day.